Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 22. We are brought to you by the Ballers Life Podcast Network. I'm your host, Fatty. I got my boy Zaid here with me. Zaid, how you doing, man, on this sunny, wonderful Monday? Good. Sunny, but a bit uh, a bit deceiving. It's a bit chilly outside. It's a bit windy. Um, you know, speaking of Ballers Life, shout out to Ballers Life for giving us all the gear. Uh, nice, pretty nice hoodie. Kiro's wearing a nice. I, I didn't put mine on right yet, now. but uh, yeah, you'll, you'll debut. You'll, you'll debut yours next week, hopefully. Uh, they sent us some dope gear, so um, you know if anyone's interested in, in Balls Live gear, you can check it out on their website. Um, they got a bunch of good stuff like tech fleece sweaters, uh, pants, shirts, shorts, everything you name it. Um, so shout out to them for giving us some some dope gear. Um, week's been good. Uh, happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day to happy all Mother's the mamas, Day. all the mamas, baby mamas, 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 everybody, everybody, everybody. listed in. Uh, sorry, Miss <laughs> Jackson, all yeah. of you, um, and all the soon-to-be mamas as well. I actually, know yeah. there's a, there's a few of those that, that I know. So shout out to you guys as well. Um, sh- um, shout out to my mom. Shout out to your mom. All the moms. All the moms. It was. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, you know what? Mother's Day is nice because I feel like out of all the holidays in the year. Mm. That's when NBA players are the most like personalized. They're personable. Yeah, uh, and that's when like and one huge shout out is the best Mother's Day gift of all. Pascal Siakam yeah, got yeah. his mom a crib. That was mad cute. And no, ladies and gentlemen, because we were talking about new moms, that is not a baby crib. Yeah. That is a full mansion. Yeah. And what looks to be Where was Florida. It? Is it Florida? I mean, it's somewhere in the states. It's definitely it's not, not here. here. It's not here. Yeah. He's not allowed in the country, so yeah. it's definitely not here. Uh, but I'm not going to assume. But I mean, he got his mom a house. He got yeah. the family a house and. Um, you know, obviously anyone who knows the story with his dad passing away and having issues, family, getting family here. And it's just, you know, to have everyone here and get the house. I mean, cool every story. man looks at that and is like, that's goals. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something everybody wants to do eventually one day. And, uh, he got a chance to do it. So shout out to him and shout out to all the moms. Cause it was a, it was an exciting, a good weekend for it. The exactly. weather was nice. Too. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect weather for it. Um, let's get right into it. Uh, the NBA season is coming to a close. Can't believe uh, it. It's it's been a it's five been games a, leftish. It's been a yeah five games leftish. A week leftish. It's been a long season filled with a lot of storylines, filled with a lot of COVID protocol, a lot of people in and out of lineups, a lot of teams, a lot of back to backs, a lot of back to backs, a lot of teams playing five games in four. Uh, sorry, uh, four games in five nights. Uh, it's been a very busy season, um, to say the least. So it's finally coming to I guess you know an end. Um, something exciting coming down the pipeline, though, is the play-in games. Uh, we'll get into that uh, shortly. Uh, let's start with, obviously, none other than Toronto Raptors basketball going 0-3 on the week. No surprise Classic there. Classic tank fashion. Classic tank fashion. Uh, they lose against the Clippers. They lose against the Wizards. And they lo- a loss against the Memphis Grizzlies. Kyle Lowry sat out the whole week. Uh, so our prayers have been answered by Nick Nurse, I guess, um, after that that. Marvelous performance uh, against the Lakers. Um, so I guess we're not going to talk about the wins and the losses or just the losses or, you know, we know the Raptors are in full tank, tank mode. mode. Uh, I think I saw somebody. They're also the, going against teams that can't lose. Washington can't lose. Memphis can't lose. Exactly. Exactly. The Clippers don't want to lose. Clippers don't want to lose. And I think I saw someone posting in the group today a 31% chance at a top four pick. or That's crazy. I was gonna very high. I was going to bring that up. A 32% chance at a top four pick. Very, very high. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great situation for the Raptors to be in. 
Also, NBA hates us, though. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't but think whatever. so. Um, also, it's great that the you know it's nice to have a season ending early for the for for a bunch of these guys since they played in the bubble. Uh, didn't have much of an offseason last year, uh, so it helps a lot. Uh, but what we we'll talk we, what we will talk about is what we saw from Pascal, what we saw from Freddie this week, uh, what we saw from uh, Gary Trent came back, played a couple of games. Malachi Flynn played. Yuta played a lot more minutes. Um, Jalen Harris played a lot of minutes. Yeah, very impressive. We'll Didn't miss that any well. shots. Um, no, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it looked like he missed, but it looks like he never missed shots, which is which is amazing. Ken Birch, pretty much solidifying his spot at the starting five. So I'll let you start off with it. Uh, what did you see from our guys this week um, in terms of you know just development standpoint? Yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I'm not expecting us to go three and zero on the week, even two and one. And like we said, with all the statistics around, like top four pick and whatnot. It's definitely the favorable outcome. Um, I did like what I saw from Jalen Harris. Now, I just want to bring up Jalen Harris a little bit because I've never seen a professional, like an NBA basketball player, play in ankle socks. Yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know if he just has long legs or those are like <laughs> mid-highs, but that is a weird look. It just looks like he, he forgot something. It like makes him look shorter, too. It, it makes He's 6'5", but he looks so small. On the it court. makes him look very weird, yeah. but I'm not going to lie to you. The guy came in and he hit very big shots. Uh, yeah. I don't know if people can hear in the background, but the ice cream truck is bumping yeah. <laughs> right now. So the, so the kids on the street are eating. But yeah. uh, no, back to back to Raptors basketball, man. Obviously, I love to see the development. Uh, Malachi Flynn continues to develop. Mm-hmm. The thing I've noticed with Malachi Flynn, and I you notice it with every rookie, especially rookie guards, is his highs are really good and his lows are really, really bad. Because sometimes yeah. they'll get you 20 to 25 games. Or sorry, 20 to 25 minutes, and he'll get you like four to six points. Yeah, And you kind of gotta be like come on like you know he's a rookie i understand these right. are the what do they call them growing pains yeah so it's cool i love to watch always deandre bembry he's my guy oh he's, he's so your guy smooth, i'm not man. gonna claim that he's, he's your guy so smooth man. uh but yeah i mean from a development standpoint those were the two guys that stood out to me the young guards yeah now i don't know what you think do you think Jalen Harris stays with the team next year or he's on the rookie deal or like yeah or do you see him pivoting at least into more of a role or do you kind of just not see him scratching the rotation with a fully contending team it's going to be it's going to be very dependent on Kyle Lowry's situation and if the Raptors actually do bring Kyle Lowry back I think that still is a possibility a very small possibility from from what I I mean I've been pleasantly surprised from what from what I've seen from Jalen Harris he he comes in the game plays confident knocks down big shots Uh, I know he had the, the assignment of guarding John Morant on Saturday against the Grizzlies, and he did a pretty solid job on John Morant. John only had 12 points that game, so you know, even when you can't, you know, you can't contain these guys, you can still slow them down and make them shoot poorly, which is what he did. At six five, he's a he's a big guard to have, so he's a he's he's, he's an asset I can't on your team. He's six five, he, he looks so much smaller on the court. It's so weird, but um, shoots with confidence, plays within himself, plays within the game. When he gets the ball and he's he has the chance to shoot, he'll shoot it, and you don't really see that from a lot of rookies. So. I hope he stays on the team full time. I hope he get he gets kind of he, he, he doesn't get sent back to the nine oh five. because I think his development, getting him some run can do wonders for him. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about the main guys, the Pascals, the Freddies, even the Gary Gary Trents. Uh, Pascal, Pascal had a huge game this week. It, it, huge game he had he, he tied his career high with forty four uh, against the Wizards in the OT loss. Um, shot seventeen of twenty eight, shot a very efficient. What has been standing out to me, and this has been my probably biggest criticism of Pascal this whole season, is that he has never been able to string along 
five, six, seven, maybe 10 games where he's played well in all of these 10 games. And the last two weeks, the last three weeks maybe, he's shown his full repertoire. He's shown his game. He can shoot inside and out. His his mid-range jump shot, he's got a little bit of a fading mid-range jump shot around the free throw line that has looked really pretty. So he's done a lot of things to show that, okay, this season hasn't been a, hasn't been a great season for me. I've shot poorly from the three. I've shot poorly in, in, in the mid-range, but I can do it. There's a possibility that I can do it, and here I'm going to show it to you guys. So next year, this is a possibility. So honestly, very impressed with this play. Um, in the game against the Clippers, he played 42 minutes. The game against the Wizards, he played 42 minutes. I don't think he needs that much run right now. Um, it went down to 30 minutes against the Grizzlies on Saturday, which I was really happy to see. He doesn't need to be tired at this point in the season. He just needs to work and refine his game right now. Um, in terms of Fred Van Vliet, you know what he's going to get. What he's going to give you, sorry. Um, he had 27 against, uh, 27 and 13 against the Clippers. Uh, 22, 6 and 5 in 45 minutes against the Wizards, which I was very, once again, upset to see. You don't need to run these guys 40 plus minutes a night. You're not trying to win games here. You're trying to develop. Give them 35 minutes. Let other guys play. Let them develop as well. And let, let the chips fall where they may. You win or lose, it doesn't really matter at this point. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., he came back. He came back. Um, played against the, the Wizards. Had 25 and 36 minutes. Shot 8 of 16. Really well. Uh, against the Wizards, he kind of uh, regressed a little bit. Uh, only had 18 points in 36 minutes. Shot 5 of 20, five of 20 from the field. Mm-hmm. He's going to have those up and down games. I'm okay with that. Let him get his run. Let him get his run with the guy, with, with Fred, and, and, Fred uh, and Pascal. Sorry. Uh, let him get comfortable. If the Raptors do manage to sign him again, that's going to be a great move for the Raptors. Um, so I saw a lot of good things from a development standpoint. Ken Birch, he's been steady at this maybe 15 and 8 since he's been on the Raptors. And mm-hmm. he's had games where he's had 20 and 10, 18 and 10, whatever it may be. I'm impressed from what I've seen from him. Can protect the rim, can run the he's floor very well. very athletic, man. Very athletic, very strong. I didn't strong. know he was that athletic. Like, I, we knew he was strong. And he's coordinated. Yeah, That's but usually well. when you get strong, you kind of have this weird-looking guy that can't really right. move that well. Yeah. But he runs the court. He's going to give you some nice layups. I mean, his a little bit, I want to say, like, tiny bit out of control. Right. Sometimes. But, I mean, what we've seen from him, I think, is more than what anybody, like, you talk about big men pickups in the middle of the season. Huge one. That's a I very big one. I don't think there's many better ones than, than that one. And he steps out and shoots a, shoots a three. You know, I, I'm sure. I don't, I don't think he shoots it at 40%. Maybe he's probably at 35. Uh, don't quote me on that one. But. He will step out and shoot it. He'll have you know, you know, he'll have the guts to actually come out and, and shoot it, and that's huge from your big man. You need his that form. From your kind big of, man. We talked about this kind, kind of looks like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's form. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind it's, of a it's weird, stiff, like very, it's very, it's, it's very, yeah. in, right? it's very stiff. mechanical. Um, but I, I've loved what I've seen from him. Freddie Gillespie, he signed that two-year contract with the Raptors uh, a week or two ago, earned it. He's played great. He's played great as a back. He's a he's a great backup center to have, in my opinion. Um, He's a so good energy guy, man. Exactly. Good kid. That's all you. Yeah, good kid. Good kid to have on the team. Good energy guy. Will hustle. He'll he'll come out of nowhere to block shots. And you know, I, I've said this before about his rim protection. I had I had a lot of questions about it, but he's proved me wrong. So um, love having him on the team. Love that addition as well. Going forward, though, the Raptors don't have Lowry signed for next year, which we know that. I think the bigger issue or the bigger key is that the Raptors don't have Masai signed for next year. I don't know what your take is on this. I'll give you my take first. I personally don't think Masai resigns and stays on the Raptors. I think he might be looking for a different challenge in his career. I also think that 
he may also feel it's time to give Bobby the reins of the team and make him the GM and the president of the team. Um, so I think as far as f- from those angles, it doesn't look good. Um, Masai has been very quiet on what he's going to do next season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what your view is on that. Yeah, okay. So that's a good question. I like talking about this topic because it is something that almost I want to say Raptors fans are scared of because scary, man. Uh, we talk about, you know, earlier in the episode, you say it's, uh, this is going to be the earliest end to the season that we've had in a while. Eight years, seven years since our second year of university, to be specific. Wow. Uh, so that's about like seven, seven years ago. So you talk yeah. about like when Eight you years. when you think as a, as a Raptors fan, when you think of Masai, you think of before the cha- for me, at least before the championship. I think of someone who transformed the franchise. Yeah. I think of someone who brought winning ways to the city, winning basketball to the country. So when you think of losing this guy, you're Scurry. like, oh, my goodness, we're going to go right back to square one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Bobby's been next to him for long enough now that it's one of those situations where Bobby is now a part him. of Messiah. He's yeah. an extension of Messiah. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with you that I, I don't think he's going to stay, but I don't think that Messiah's next – position is going to be with the nba oh i would not be surprised if Masai took on some sort of exec position in the african league that's starting up this year whether he okay whether he becomes like commish or like like, some, like something in the wow. league reigns that's a different one because okay. that like that think about it that's starting up now there's yeah. jake cole playing Sia, Rwanda. The jake cole. yeah the i don't know cole PK, did one. you know that pk there's an African league starting up in the NBA, or like an extension of the NBA. Jacob's playing Cole's for Rwanda. Three to six games. Three to we don't six know how many. Three to six. So, That's what the deal is. So, I mean, look, I, I would not be surprised if Masai maybe went there. Wow. Because think, like, think about that. It's it's brand new. Yeah. It needs as much recognition as possible. Masai is at the forefront of everything ba- uh, basketball in Africa. Yeah. Basketball without borders. That's mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised if he ended up taking on something there. Wow! Because I don't, I don't really know. Like I feel like his NBA days, he, it feels like he's like beyond that now. Like he achieved. You, when you see achieve. him in the, like, when you see him and he interviews, he's like too cool now for this. You so know? wise. Like, he's just been around. So wise. That's why. So I don't know. That my take is it's a wow. it's a bit of a bold take and out of left field, but I would not be surprised if Masai Ujiri. Uh, Ended up taking a role with the African mm. League. I don't know what the league is called. I don't want to call it the African League. That's a that's a really good take to have, though. That's a very interesting perspective. But as far like, let's just say he doesn't resign. I do still think the Raptors are in a very good position. Basketball, Basketball Africa, Africa league. league. There you go. Good. Um, I still think the Raptors are in a very good position at the general manager, manager, president role with Bobby Webster at. At, at the helm, like he's like you said, he's pretty much been groomed by Masai to take this position. He probably thinks I'm like Masai. He he deals with he deals with situations like Masai. I do know he's pretty much the one making the phone calls at this point for any deals, any trades, uh, any player personnel, any movement going on on the team. So, you know, a lot of Raptors fans are worried about not having Masai going forward. I don't think it's a, as big as a blow as everybody may think it is. Uh, obviously, Masai is a legend. He's a legend in this country forever. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, but having a guy like Bobby to, to to take over for him, I think, is is still going to put the Raptors in a really good position. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, if I, I know we can't really talk too too much more Raptors because I mean it, the week is what it is. The yeah. season is essentially done in the bag. Um, if they do have 
their pick of the litter and they have a lottery pick, what position do you want to see them go get? Because if they go out and get another small guard, I swear, I'm going to lose. We can't it. afford another small guard. Like, uh, you know, like, you had Fred and Kyle, and then you drafted Malachi Flynn. It's like three very small guards. You're going to have to. Do you go for you a have center? To go, you have to go for a five. You See, to, I don't know anything about the draft. I don't know the, anything about the lottery the, kids The thing is, up. it depends. Because you, I know you love to talk about timeline. And you like this. I mean, we had that one episode where we talked about getting um, James, uh, James Wiseman. Mm-hmm. And timeline and timeline. OG's 24. Fred Van Vliet and Pascal are both 27. They've got f- three or four more years on their deal. Yeah. You, we have a five in Birch. We have a five in Gillespie. We've signed guys low-key. Um, I don't know how much of a five. I'm, I don't know how much a, a young five will do at this point because they won't be developed. They won't be ready for the NBA game. Mm-hmm. Fives usually take a lot more time to develop than for a sure. than a guard or or or, or, a, or a wing player. So honestly, I think you take that that pick and you trade it away and you get something in return. Trade, huh? I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe a cop out answer, but I think you go and you you trade because you kind of have the pieces at the five spot, at the guard spot, at the one spot, at the wings to. To have a really good team, but I think th- about this: if they can get a, a like a solid, like a young star wing player, like a guy, like a because if you're getting a top ten, and you can get a wing player who can change your franchise, you can absolutely you can you can. Donovan Mitchell was like the tenth pick or ninth pick or something. At like this that. point, it doesn't really matter where you, you stumble where you across pick a guy like that. Mm-hmm. You have a franchise changing guy. So let's say, for example, they come across that guy, they draft that guy, and then come summertime, they're like, "Do we really?" Need Gary Trent Jr. now. Okay. That's okay. Fair. So so now we have this money. Mm-hmm. Now we can go out and get somebody else. I don't know. It's just an idea. But that could be it. That I'd have to idea. learn more about the draft. I kind of just came up with that question now. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I it's been a while since the Raptors have been in this position where they. I think our last lottery pick was what Demar Derozan. No, JV? before we JV, JV was later JV maybe. Yeah, I think it was JV. Lottery. I'll stick to that. I'll, I'll back because I feel like after JV we just started to win. But anyways, <laughs> uh, well, Masai came in. That's why. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a it's been a while since. Uh, and I mean, you look at Demar Derozan, what he did to the franchise, and he was the ninth pick, right? So, yeah, yeah, he didn't give us a championship, but he was pivotal to changing the franchise and giving us that win, the the winning culture that we have, and ultimately ended up turning into Kawhi Leonard. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm all for it. I think yep. it'll be exciting. I don't know much, but I'm hearing through the grapevine that the the upcoming draft class is pretty pretty good. strong. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see, man. If you really think about it, since 2016, the draft classes have been crazy deep. Yo, this year's rookies, I've never honestly, I don't know. I might be it might be recency bias, but mm-hmm. I've never seen a rookie draft class with so many rookies doing so many things for their teams. Making impacts on their team. Making huge impacts on their Everywhere teams. Everywhere yeah. across the league. These kids are playing. Meaningful minutes yeah. everywhere, good or bad teams, and they're earning starting positions on a lot, on a lot of it's teams crazy. too. So, uh, dub, I checked that. I checked the uh, fact. Checked our own facts. JV was the second last lottery pick. Terrence Ross was actually the last was he number dra- eight at number eight. Yeah, in the first round of twenty twelve. So you haven't had a lottery pick since Terrence Ross since twenty twelve. That's it's, it. We ha- the Raptors have been winning for a long time. Damn, T Ross was eight. T Ross was high. That's that's a high pick for T Ross. That's unfortunate to be honest, but. Um, no, uh, I mean, we had, they had, um, wow, here I'm seeing, tw- well, actually, here I'm seeing 2016 Jakob Pertl at the ninth spot. Oh, at the wow. That could, that's probably the, acquired via trade, I'm assuming. Exactly, yeah. It was uh, via from Denver via New York. It was from a trade. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, the last, I mean, the last real pick, I guess you you could say, uh, was Terrence Ross. Um, so not much luck at at you know at, at the at the lottery in the lottery positions. Mm. The last lucky one was JV, who we know now is actually one of the most under, underrated players in the NBA since oh, from yeah. what he's doing in, in Memphis. And if was we a, had a JV right now. Let's just say totally it'd be a whole team. different season. Totally different team. Um, so I let's see what decisions they make. Uh, it's, it's definitely new territory for the Raptors uh, at this point to 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 watch them go out and get that. Um, is he Filipino? The seven footer, Kai Soto. Yeah, I think he's Filipino. Can you imagine, yeah. yo, can you imagine a Filipino in Toronto? Oh, any any player of oh, any ethnic background in Toronto goodness, will, will catch so if, much. If a love. Filipino player gets drafted to the Toronto Raptors, the That'd Filipino community, oh wow, be, that'd be huge, bro. Shout out to the Filipino community, man. They, Bro, they course, love the Raptors man. ball, too. Yeah, yeah we yeah. went to high school with tons, yeah, tons of Filipino exactly. players, man. Um, some closing weird stats to, to complement this, weird, this weird, um, weird season for the Raptors. So the Raptors kept it close, really close against the Clippers, the Wizards, and the Grizzlies. They, didn't really, they, didn't, they lost by maybe four to five points, and then the Grizzlies lost, again, they lost, they lost by ten points. Uh, they're still a plus 13 in like their, their net rating in, 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 in points against and points uh, for. Um, the Raptors have the lowest winning percentage in NBA history for a team that has outscored its opponents over the whole season, uh, and they can still keep that record. So the plus thirteen right now, they can't afford to win two two games this week, uh, or else this record or this history uh, making moment will be broken. Um, and like like Fred, and then this exactly you know complements what Fred VanVleet said is like we're the best worst team ever, and that's exactly that's the best way to explain it. It's and we and we often say this team has too many good pieces and yeah, too many absolutely like this team is too much of what is going to be next year yeah. for it to be this bad that exactly. it's like how much better do we need to get to actually not be twelfth mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see and it's it's definitely going to be a big summer yeah uh, from a lot of different uh, from a lot of different hey, it'll be an exciting off season it'll be an exciting summer hopefully all the players go back you know get some rest work on their game. Um, and you know we start fresh with a new uh, 2022 season, mm-hmm. and and higher expectations, uh, a lot higher expectation for that season, um, and you know hopefully it ends up working out. Hopefully, hopefully let's uh, let's talk playing because playing. a lot of exciting so stuff in the play. It's exciting for us, but there's been a lot of uh, a lot of complaining around the league. Right. Uh, so I was actually recently listening to the Ennis Cantor interview with uh, Raja and uh, Logan. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, he's like, in our locker room, like, we are avidly avoiding that. Like, we do not want to play. He's like, whoever, he's like, we agree with LeBron. Whoever, you know, came up with this should be fired. Uh, obviously, they were laughing a little bit, but it's not, it's not fun, man. A lot of NBA teams are not looking forward to it. But I'll tell you what, as a fan, it's amazing. As a it's fan, made man. the last three weeks, which would have been, you know, think about it this way. Remember, there was once upon a time where it was normal that the last month of the year, no stars would play. Yeah. You know, at least the last two weeks, you know, your Spurs, your your everybody, the top three seasons, like, you're cashing it in. You know, we're going to get 60 wins. We don't need it. Everyone needs to sit. To the point where 73 and 9 season, the Warriors played to the end, and it was a thing. They're like, wow, these guys are playing yeah. to the end. Now you're playing to the end. Yeah. Every single game matters. So it's exciting. It's meaningful basketball. So it's good for the fans. There's a there's a stat. Actually, twenty viewership went up twenty five percent in the last maybe few weeks because of these playing games. Year over year, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so insane. It's exciting. That's and that's what that's the whole point of these playing games, right? It's for 
casual fans to tune in. It's for exciting storylines. It's for to make to make the game more exciting. Yeah. It definitely sucks if you like finish seventh and then you know one game and you lose. one game laps, two game lapses, you yeah. lose or. Like for example, you get a team that shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. and then you end up playing against it. Too. Like, the, uh, we'll go through it right now. So the East uh, playing is yeah. a place you don't want to be in right At all. now. Nope. So the seventh seed is Boston. Tough. Um, we'll talk about Boston in one second, but Boston is seven. Charlotte is eight. Yep. Charlotte is just getting everyone back now. So yeah, they dropped a little bit. They were fourth. Yep. For a while. So this yeah. is a top four team. They a were, five team who's now slipped into the eighth seed. They were seven and a half games above the Wizards, who are trailing them now by just one, one game. One game. One game now at the at the. At the yep. They lost the Lamelo Ball. They lost Gordon Hayward. They lost a bunch of guys. Bridges. Malik Graham Monk. missed time. They all so missed time. Now they're all coming back. I mean, Gordon's still up, but they're coming back, so they're yeah. winning games. But they're still in the eighth seed. And then you talk Washington in the ninth seed. Washington has been the hottest team in the NBA yeah. the last month. Yep. They you're going to catch them in the play-in. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then the 10th seed is the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers are crumbling, and we'll talk about wow, that. But the Pacers. Let's start with Boston, man. Big news came out of Boston today. Jalen Brown is out for the season. Tough. Out Tough. for the season. He tore that ligaments is, in his wrist. That is not that is what deflating. they need. Not at all. Honestly, from a Raptors fan perspective, it's amazing to come on and, and see the, Bo- the Boston Celtics struggling. From a Toronto fan perspective. They were in my mentions yesterday, bro. Yeah, I tweeted about Brad Stevens and how he shouldn't be, shouldn't have a job next year. Yeah, and people were. It blew up. It didn't blow up, but I got like twenty, agreeing? 30 responses, agreeing? going off on me. Really? Oh, Kemba's been trash. This dude been this. Yeah. This dude's that. Oh, he's an elite coach. Top. We've whoa, been talking whoa, about Brad whoa. Stevens. We've been talking about. You know, Brad Stevens hoodwinking this team for the longest time, for maybe a year now, maybe more than maybe a year. Maybe he's a great coach. He's just not for this team. But yeah, he hasn't been able to do much with this team. So since the All-Star break, they're the league's third best second half team. Boston. Third Boston. What are they in the first half? 19 and 29 in first quarters in the last, in the last uh, sorry, 19 of the last 29 first quarters they've lost. And that's where the difference is. You can't afford to go down big in the first quarter, in the first half, and always try to have a resilient second half, a heroic second half to bring you back. They were down by 22 and 26 against the Bulls in the Heat this weekend. And they couldn't come back from that. So, I don't know. That could be a preparation issue. That is a coaching issue if it's a preparation issue. It could be personnel are not on the same page. That could be an issue. Another thing. For the first time in the last 14 years... This team has a this team has a chance to have so not the first time this for the second time in the last fourteen years this team has a chance to have a defense that is below the NBA average. What does that say about a team? Poor coaching. You can't. You, no one's on the same page. So clearly, there's. I don't think they're motivated. They don't look motivated. They don't look like they want to play. J- Jason Tatum is coming out and balling out. We know he's a great player. We know he can. You know he can put the ball in the basket, but. As a team, they just don't look like they're a cohesive team. I think they definitely lost. I think like ever since the Isaiah Thomas trade, that Isaiah Thomas he kind of that snake that that that, that, oh, that the moves straight that, up that, it was that they put on Isaiah Thomas, they just haven't looked like the same fierce team. I know that they beat the Raptors last year in the bubble in the playoffs. Uh, that was a big win for them, but you know this season they just haven't looked good and. When you're when you're aspiring to be a championship team, you cannot afford to constantly play from behind. 
odds are always going to be against you when you're playing for behind. And yep. that's where the Celtics find themselves right now. They've uh, So these guys lost seven of their last ten games. Yep. They've lost three of their last four games. Yep. They've conceded 129, 121, that's and 130 in those losses. Their defense is ways away from what it used to be. Yeah. I mean, Boston's identity, what it was last year, is completely gone. I'm like... Now, especially without Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. oh, it's tough. They're not a threat to me. It's like tough. if I'm going up against, like if I'm looking at this list of playing teams outside of Indiana, yeah, the ice cream truck guy, this guy is resilient today. Uh, he's going to park back up on the driveway. He's doing his rounds. He's doing his rounds. But you talk about like the playing teams outside of Indiana, which is crumbling. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I promise. Outside of that, Boston's the team I want. I don't want to go up against Charlotte. I damn sure as hell don't want to go go up against, against Washington. Yeah, um, we should say though, Beal, Brad Beal, Brad Beal, two games with a hamstring strain. You know, I know. Have you strained your hammy? I mean, maybe not at the level that Brad Beal is trained it, but it, I, it, it, I strained it's it tough. playing oh, rec league softball. You did. And I remember I, that. It took <laughs> me like a month and a half to come back. You couldn't run when you went to bat. This it dude wasn't. is gonna. Have to come back in two days, yeah, and play competitive NBA basketball. I don't know. It'll be tough. I don't know. He does have you know way more medical access than I ever did. Yeah, no question. Yeah, he's also ways healthier than I am. <laughs> so there's no question. It's a different ball game, but it it's not it's not a fun injury. It's an annoying injury. Chris Paul had it. He missed the playoffs. Right. James Harden's had it. He's been out for quite some time. Yeah. KD had it. He was out for a bit. So it's it's, it's an annoying injury. It's mm-hmm. a nagging injury. So I really hope it's nothing serious because they don't stand a chance if Brad Beal is not on the court. Unfortunately, like Russell Westbrook's going to get you his numbers, and he's been doing just that. Yeah, but you, it, it's not sustainable, my dude. Like when you, you can't I mean, do that you, without Brad Beal. That, that, that's the thing. When you look at the playing games, if I'm if I'm the Hornets, I want to see Boston. Boston. I want to see Boston. Or I want to see. I mean, if if the Pacers miraculously pull. You know, a move and somehow make it to the play out, the playing games. I want to see the pitches. I don't want to see the Wizards. The Wizards, especially with the way Russell Westbrook's been playing lately, uh, he just you know shout out to Russell Westbrook. He just tied tied yeah uh, the Oscar big O Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles in league history. But what's been amazing is Westbrook has literally willed this team. Obviously, alongside Bradley Beal, who's been playing phenomenal. Um, alongside also um, Raul Neto, who has been who torched the Raptors. Uh, this week and who's been playing this well for the last few months now um, they've just seemed to figure it out and literally Westbrook has been doing everything for this team to get them to win mm-hmm. when you lose such a big piece like Bradley Beal it gets a lot tougher we all know that um, it, it I hope he comes back because if, if if that playing game as a fan becomes Hornets and Wizards that is going to be an exciting playing playing you know game for, for for the league so but i would i would in a perfect world want charlotte seven washington eight like exactly yeah is that i even agree pol- yeah uh, I guess it, one could, it could eight. happen because yeah, if charlotte happen. wins the the seven eight game yeah they take the seven seed Washington tickets in eighth and i think that you know I, unfortunately boston i don't feel ways about the city and i definitely don't <laughs> want to see you in, in the, the playoffs, playoffs yeah. without jalen brown it, like it's going to be a first round slap i'd rather yeah. like if i'm going to watch brooklyn go up in the first round i want them to i want Katie and Russ in the first round. That would be that, that's headlines. That's that's Katie and Russ in the first round make it happen. NBA. That's perfect. What I what I want to mention about Russ though is the for the longest time nobody gave him any credit. Nobody gave him any flowers. Triple doubles was stat padding, 
uh, on OKC, he did it. Uh, on the Rockets, he did it. It was always stat padding. I think I saw a stat recently that it was his win percentage in the games that he gets triple doubles is around 75%, mm-hmm. which, I mean, hey. Numbers uh, speak for themselves. Numbers speak for themselves. However you want to slice it, you want to call it stat padding. If you're winning 75% of your games while getting a triple double, you are clearly doing everything you can and you need to for your team to win. And you got to respect that hustle. I think Russell has been a lot more appreciated this year, um, given that he's been on the Wizards, given that he's he's helped resurrect this team from the mud. Yeah. Um, Just imagine, like, in your day-to-day, because people are delusional sometimes, right? Imagine your day-to-day job, right? You've developed this, like, you know, routine to do something, and, it, and, it, and you do really well in this routine. Yeah. Everyone's like, nah, nah, you're doing it to show off. But I'm doing a great job. No, no, no. You're doing it to show off. But it's like, buddy, like, if I found a way to win games, it's the NBA. Yeah. I'm going to win these games. Exactly. I mean, he definitely, like, does he maybe stat padding, go get that extra rebound that he shouldn't get? Sure. Maybe. Sure. Does that change the outcome of the game? Does that change his attitude and everything? Mm -hmm. No. Do I still think Russell Westbrook's stats are empty stats? I do. Do you think so? I do. I absolutely do. He wins games in the regular season, Mm -hmm. but I, like... He has very poor basketball decision making in the playoffs. Like he's time and time again just not the guy in the playoffs. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with that statement. I think in the playoffs it's a whole different story. Uh, you look at the, it, it's tough to the playoffs. It's like the he's, teams he's, he's winning been on, them. Yeah, seventy. The, we talked seventy five percent. They're ninth right now in the East. But they were they were in the mud. They were they did not have it together at all. It's just, it's his first year in Washington, so you can't really expect much. Especially in the beginning, it was a very slow start. A lot of guys in and out of the lineup as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, not not a new coach, but still a new coach, new team. You gotta you gotta get used to a guy who is was leading the league in scoring, playing alongside a guy like that. He's already did that with with James Harden. You gotta do that again again with Bradley Beal and other guys. So. It's a lot tougher. I, I don't think they're empty stats. I, 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 whatever, regardless of what you do, if you take those stats out, nobody has a chance. His team does not have a chance to win a game, regular season or playoffs, if you take Russell Westbrook out of that equation. It's, it's, it's point blank. You, you, you take away 20 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, no team, you, no team can have that kind of drop-off and still expect to have you know, a winning team or win a game or win a playoff series. That's why when people say it's empty stats, it's like, who else is going to go get, go get all those numbers? Nobody on these teams is going to go and get those rebounds, get those assists, get those points. So I'll, 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 I'll agree and say it doesn't always win, lead to winning, especially in the playoffs. But when, when, you, when you look at the teams he's been on, who else is going to go and do that? Russell Westbrook Paul George. has to go do that. Come on, man. Russell Westbrook's had the best teammates out of anyone in the league. He's nah. literally old. out of anyone in the league. Bro, he played he with KD, young KD, man, and then he played with Paul George, and right. then he played with James Harden. But it doesn't matter. And now he's with Bradley just Beal, because, just all because, in their prime. Just because you play with this one or two elite players doesn't mean it's a great team. No, but you're Coaching saying takes he has account. to go do that because no one else is there. Not well, no, Paul George isn't. Paul George isn't facilitated like like Paul George like Westbrook was will. Third in MVP voting. The right, year he played that, with that's Russ. right, but. He doesn't go facilitate the same way Westbrook does. No, he doesn't go and rebound. So. You're saying there's the re- all these all things these that he things? does. Man, he he does too much. Too maybe, and that's and that's why he's not compatible with a lot of the guys. Yo, like Paul George and him 
They lasted a year, two years. James yeah. Harden and him lasted a year. A year. We know KD left because he didn't want to be in that system. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal is the only guy saying whatever, but Bradley Beal till today tells you the Wizards are a good organization. So we don't even know <laughs> if he's what, what are you like? He just doesn't care. He's making his guap. He's happy, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. The fa- what is it? What is the word? Um, the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. Okay, the man historically can't hold down a good teammate. <laughs> yeah, he Paul George came back. Is. Paul George resigned with him. Yeah. And then he left. And okay, he's like, he didn't hold down for. He didn't hold down wait, for a Kawhi? second. Ah, say less. Yeah. One year into a four-year extension. One year. No, say less. Uh, yeah, who's your point guard? Pat Bev. Say less. M- moving, moving on from the from the Westbrook uh, and the Wizards. What my concern is in terms of the East play on play in. Um, the Hornets have a tough schedule this week, and it's not going to be easy for them to win these games against Denver, the Clippers. The Knicks, who have been... They just beat the Clippers Julius yesterday. Julius Randle has been All-NBA this, this year. First win against the Clippers, I think, in L.A. since 2010. I watched the it's second amazing. half. Yo, it's I'm amazing. Yo, I'm not going to lie to you. Julius, uh, he struggled yesterday, but he hit a clutch shot. Yeah. Derrick Rose... Has been on one. Derrick He's Rose... on one lately. Was like 11 for 13 yesterday, 25 points. Reggie Bullock, I don't know where this dude came out of. <laughs> Sniper. Yeah, automatic. I actually I want to search up his the, percentage because that guy was making huge shots. So the next team, shot. so the, they're going up against Denver Clippers in the Knicks, and guess who their last game of the season is? The Washington Wizards. <laughs> so uh, they, the Hornets, do currently. Isn't it crazy how that ha- always it, it happens. always happens? Always somehow. works out. Um, the, the Wizards. Oh, sorry, the the Hornets do carry the tiebreaker as of right now before that last game. So the Washington Wizards can. Um, get even with the Hornets in that last game of the season. So I'm very intrigued to see how it turns out. It's not looking good for the Hornets because of this really tough schedule for this last week. Um, so it's it, there's going to be a lot of movement in that, you know, 7 to 10, 11 spots, I think, this week. I pulled up Reggie Bullock's numbers. Yeah. Can you believe that Reggie Bullock is 50, 40, 90? <laughs> He's 52% from two-point field goals, 41% from three, 91% from the free throw line. He's up 10% from free throws. He's up 8% in threes. This dude is having a year, bro. Having a year, 11 points a game. Honestly, you know what? He deserves it, and the any player on that team deserves all the success, and even the coaching staff, whatever. They deserve all the success in the world. That has been one of the very, very few teams in the league that actually plays as a team. Actually, competes. Bought, actually competes, actually buys into what their coach is saying and preaching. And you can see it all over their faces. You can see it in their interviews. You can see it in their team dynamic. It's That is one of the only teams in the NBA that haven't had any drama. Uh, it, it's just been a great season for the Knicks. And the way they've turned it around, uh, I, I, we, we don't even plan on talking about the Knicks today, but you, we literally cannot help Absolutely. You they're know, just, uh, raving about them every, every single great. week. Let's, um, let's talk West, though. West, West. playing. West playing. Um, the Golden State Warriors have have revived themselves and come out the mud. Steph well, Curry. They haven't revived themselves. Steph Curry revived. Steph, Steph Curry has carried this team. I think since the All Star break, he's averaged like thirty seven points a game. Um, he's had he had his twenty second career game where he had ten plus threes this week. Um, the Warriors have um, they've they've just taken advantage of forty nine and three quarters that game. Yeah, you're right. Um, they've take, they've taken advantage of a weak schedule, 
Uh, they had the Pelicans a few times without Zion. Shout out to Zion. Get well soon with the finger injury. Done for the year, right? Uh, done for the year, yeah. Uh, they had the Thunder and the Rockets within that stretch um, that really helped lift them to get them to the eighth seed. Um, so they've taken advantage of their schedule. Steph Curry has been balling out of his mind. My concern for the Warriors is that schedule luck is going to run out because they, they have a lot tougher of a schedule to end the season. Um, their record against the top 16 teams in the league is 12 and 23. So it's going to be a very rough, very tough last week for them. If they can pull it out and they can play really well, um, it's going to be great. I think if they can sneak into that play-in game, I think it's going to be great for for fans, for the league, to get Steph Curry back in the playoffs. You know, when's the last time we saw Steph Curry play this late into the season? Not we, Usually he's, he's getting a into a couple years now. A couple yeah. years now. Last year they didn't make the playoffs. The years before he's probably been resting. He's been, maybe he's been injured. Um, so it's going to be a very exciting race in the West. Yeah, so if you look at the teams right now, seventh is the Lakers. Uh, wow. 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 Tough, tough, tough. Wow. And LeBron, um, I'll be happy to let you know that. I know he said he was 100%, never going to be 100%. But yeah. Reports are he's back to 100 percent today. Oh, okay, so, great. Yeah, That's we're very news. grateful. We're, oh. He's cutting laterally. I doubted him. You know, I d- oh, wow. He, I doubted he's, him he's too. moving very. Uh, he's moving great. Uh, yeah. They didn't say 100 percent, but they said he's cutting, moving. Everything looks looks Obviously. fantastic. Of course, you know, he's been pain free for three days. So thank God, he's back to kind of normal. Uh, Lakers are in seventh. That's a problem. Crazy. Uh, the Warriors are eighth. Memphis is ninth. Spurs are tenth. So if I had my pick of the litter. I want obviously the Lakers to go in there, but I want me some John Morant in yeah. the first round. Yeah, man. As much as Steph Curry is exciting, mm-hmm. we know that's all it is with him. There's no chance of upset at all because it's Steph Curry and nobody else. Right. Nobody else. Like it's actually just like it's criminal how little and like Wiggins has never been to a playoffs. Like maybe one time he has. Uh, and if that's your like option two guy, I'm not really. I'd rather see John Morant get. You know, playoff run under his belt. Yeah, this young in his career, and Memphis is a low key team. They're young. They're they're a good defensive team. They were top in the West for a lot of the year. They just got Triple J back. Yeah, I'm just saying. You think they can they up? can upset a Jazz or a Suns team? Phoenix, absolutely, man. I don't think they can upset a Phoenix absolutely. team. Absolutely, bro. Why not? Can... Why not? You might hate my answer. You might Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean he is. Good. I, I don't think. I think. But just if the, he, the like, mental aspect of it is, it's not going to work out for them. I, I don't think I so. Think maybe not upset, but they can take them. Let's say push them to six games. They, can, they can make it exciting. They it, can make it exciting. I'd rather see that for his growth than I'd want to yeah. see Steph go get me forty in a sweep. Right. Like it's exciting to watch stuff, but I want meaningful basketball. Right. So I see more of that with Memphis, uh, and obviously the Lakers don't belong in seventh. And I mean. Portland keeps pushing away, but let's assume, you know, they get out and Portland is in that play-in. It's not even going to be close. Portland is going to handle business with the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. But I don't think that I don't want, I don't want to see the Warriors in the playoffs. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, yeah, that's your fair opinion to have. Job Morant could really use that kind of marketing, especially sure. in, that, in that in that small market of especially a team. Especially when it's like, yeah, it's. You're here. You won just by getting here. So exactly. you, we're not. There's no pressure on you to win. So you get that run. You you understand what it's like to go up against the team. You build the prepare experience. for a seven game series, mm-hmm. and that way, when there are real expectations, it's not like damn, it's his first time. Yeah. What's he gonna do? Um, a couple extra, uh, maybe topics around the league. Zion out for the season, like we said. Um, Griffin was fined fifty k. For blaming the referees for Zion's injury, yep. 
you know, your what are your thoughts on on that fine? Obviously, I, it's probably a BS finding. I, I mean, he came out and said he's like, we've sent multiple re- uh, reports to the league all year about how they're letting things go on him, how they're mm-hmm. gonna end up getting him injured, and then and then happened. lo and behold, he gets injured. So I mean. I anytime anyone speaks out against the refs, I respect it because yeah. it's definitely I didn't watch it, but I can based on my knowledge of the refs and everything that's happened this year, I can tell you he probably has merit to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's Zion as their franchise player, it's probably a sensitive spot for them. The refs have been terrible all year, so I I don't doubt it. And obviously the NBA is going to come to the defense of their referees because so the they're authoritarian the over over that kind of stuff. Like, bro, you can't even no, you can you, you can never you get know what feedback. I saw something. It's like you can in the NBA you can speak out against the president of the United States, but not the referee. But you yeah. speak out against the referee, it's a fifty thousand dollar fine. That is twisted. Yeah, yeah. So that that's interesting. Um, other news? Any anything else on top of your mind? No, I don't. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, honorary mention. Yeah, that's what. Composo's amazing, bro. <laughs> I, yo, <laughs> yeah, yo, I, I love Composo, bro. I watched a few games this week. I was like, this dude is nice, bro. Composo is nice. He He's a rookie, but he's played professional his 30. whole life, like, like we said but last week, too. Um, he's a great piece. He's a great piece for that team, man. He brings grit. knows how to play the game. He's very smart. Yep. Another uh, honorable mention, Bogdanovich, who continues. Player of the week. Player of the week last week. Continues his tear. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell's still out, so he um, he's kind of taken that spot and, and, and really been the offensive power for that team. Um, the Jazz are very versatile. The Jazz have a lot of offensive weapons. Jordan Four Clarkson this week they were. Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Uh, Ingles, we know, looks like a guy who works at Home Depot but can give you buckets. <laughs> um, and Bogdanovich, honestly, like looks like a history teacher can give you buckets. So yeah, um, shout out points to, this week. Shout out to him and, 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 you know, honorable mention for him. He's, he's been balling out of his mind. He's reverse layups shooting, shooting out of his mind. Like it's been, it's been amazing to watch. Absolutely. With that being said, let's wrap her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, a night ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So you know where to find us. Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Insta, wherever you go to like pictures, wherever you go to DM your friends, you can find us. Yeah. So give us a follow. We're worth it. Uh, shout out to the Balls Life Podcast Network, and we will come at you guys next episode.